Welcome everybody to the Cellcast. I'm malicious, mean and scary. My sneaker turtle dairy. And violence-wise, my hands are not the cleanest. But despite my evil look and my temper and my hook, I've always yearned to be a Welcome everybody to the second episode of the Cellcast. Let me hear, let me hear you. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute! Hold on, apparently something went wrong with the last recording, so apparently we have to re-record this! Yes, because uh, that's nothing any other podcast has ever had to do with No, before. of course not! So, uh, yeah, uh, we re- tried to record this episode last week, and uh, we recorded the entire episode, went to check what it sounded like after, because silly me didn't think to actually listen to what was coming out before we started recording. Yeah, there's a rookie mistake, if ever there was one. And uh, it sounded like Our engineers. Yeah. We're, talk- right. we're talking into a fan. I couldn't tell which. So. I started talking into the mic when you were talking. Uh, okay. That is one of the advantages we can talk over each other. So yeah, we, uh, we, I don't even remember what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's no, fine. No, it's we, fine. No, we were, we were talking about, you were talking about how. Yeah, about know, how we were robots. Or how it roboted on us. You know, so. how, how, the, how, yeah, like how this whole thing Because I, I said, it, you told, you started right after I said how, uh, said, uh, if there, if there was ever another rookie mistake. Yes. Okay, so. So yeah, we had a couple issues with something I tried and failed with, <laughs> and I should have listened to it, but eh, you live, you learn, you move on. Yeah, and you don't get a pens. I think it's loves. Is Which? What, it's love, I think that's the phrase. It's not depends, but we're a little old for loves anyway, so. Yeah, j- just a bit. Just a touch. I, I, I was talking about like old, like old, like yeah, old but, people. <laughs> yeah, but it, we're starting to ramble a little bit here, but that's fine. I was thinking like, the actual slogan was live and learn and then get loves. <laughs> not that we are sponsored <laughs> by either loves or are depends. We? No, we are not. <laughs> uh, not that we'll turn down free money. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, this is... Let me introduce your host for the evening, Jacob. Why, thank you. And it is my privilege to introduce our lovely engineer who's had way too many frying pans to the head, Drew. You know, I'd like to take that personally, but I won't. <laughs> so, Jacob, have you watched anything uh, this week? Yeah, actually. Uh, or over the last two weeks, I should say. Yeah, over the last two weeks. Yes, I had a chance to finish the series on Netflix, Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn, mm-hmm. which I found as a very incredibly well done, executed anime which I fell in love with, loved it. It took a little while to get into it because my first real experience into Gundam was Molsu Gundam Wing, right. which everybody probably watched when they came on Toonami in the 90s. Well, not everyone. Not everybody, but I will admit that I happened to miss that. Ah, uh, well, it's called Junior High. Ah, okay. <laughs> not always making it home from Toonami. I gotcha. Well, 
I'm a little bit older than you, so... You would have been in high school when I was in junior high, which would have been worse. <laughs> yes. At least it was for me. <laughs> so, But, anyway. Yeah, uh, uh, Gundam Wing was my first intro into the Gundam franchise. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know anything about the original Gundam, so stepping into this was sort of a challenge, in a way. Mm-hmm. Because you had so much history, because this show takes place in what's called the Universe Central. Mm-hmm. Where the the Gun series originated, so it took me about four or five episodes to step, you know, step into the shoes of this world to understand. Okay, this is going on. This is going on. Okay, I'm starting to the rhythm of this, and it's like an eight, nine episode series. So I'm flowing along. Great series. It has the gu- it has the whole Gundam feel of peace, no war, mm-hmm. and then it gets to the end, and it's like, what the fudge is this? <laughs> This the ending was so bizarre. Are you saying it Evangelion? A little bit, <laughs> a little bit. Well, a a friend of mine, a friend of mine, because I had, I posted on Facebook what I thought about it, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Well, be like this ending proved that like so, these so and so characters had rights and everything, but the entire big MacGuffin of the entire series was over a removed." article from something that was written nearly a hundred years ago. So mm-hmm. this entire battle is over a MacGuffin that's not even important. That's pseudo-important. So yeah, I was I was slightly disappointed with the end. Yeah, so yeah, if you're a Gundam fan, yeah, go watch this. If you're not, probably go find some reviews on YouTube to get yourself acclimated to this universe because mm-hmm. it takes some time to get into it. Okay. But I'd be right in thinking that if you were into it, into Gundam, you probably would have already watched it, most likely, if you knew anything about that particular time frame. Because I know there's like four different universes in Gundam. Yeah, there's there's the Universe Century, and then there's the spinoffs. Okay. The, you know, like Gundam Wing, Gundam Seed, Gundam Double O, all those series. The one I actually watched, G Gundam. Yeah, G Gundam, yeah. Mobile Fighter G Gundam. Yeah, that was the most bizarre one I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, but it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. What have you been watching? Is that all you've been watching? No. I mean, like, you're right. You're right. Because you told me something <laughs> on, the, on the bad episode I want to make sure you admitted to. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I'm keeping that in, by the way. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. We'll see. We'll see. It's okay. <laughs> I'm going to get a tyrant. Get that out of there! <laughs> Sneak that in after you've approved the episode. You'll never know. <laughs> like, Drew, you're fired as an engineer! <laughs> then you can edit for a while. <laughs> but, uh, yes, there was another series that I didn't watch. Uh, I was off on Monday, and I was mm-hmm. like, eh, keep watching me flicking on Netflix like everybody else does. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, there's this little My Little Pony show. I was like, I'll give it a shot. Watched the first the pilot episode. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I, I was, I was intrigued to be like, it's it's definitely for a younger audience, but it was fun to watch. The interesting thing about that first season, which I'm not explaining that I actually watched the show myself. Uh, that first season, they were unaware an adult audience was actually watching. Yeah, like they were aware that the the parents of the child of uh, the children they were aiming towards were watching. So there are a couple of more stuff aimed, a couple more of stuff that's aimed more at an adult audience. Not, you know, like risque or obscene or anything, but just, right. you know. It's after season two where the story actually starts getting good. 
Okay, but keep keep watching. So I'm gonna say, keep watching. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll definitely take that I, into recommendation. Okay, uh, I uh, have been watching a little show called on uh, Netflix called Troll Hunters. Ah, it has been very interesting. Uh, it is it's an action adventure show. It stars the the voice talents of the late Anthony Elgin, you know, uh, played this uh, checkoff on the new Star Trek movies. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, you got, uh, Frasier. What is his name? Kelsey Grammer? Kelsey Grammer, thank you. <laughs> I was thinking, it's Frasier. That's the character's name. <laughs> That's, That's not the actor's name. But it, yeah, it's got, a uh, Kelsey Grammer, and, uh, I can't remember who anyone, any other people who are starring in it. But, it is a very fun little action-adventure show, and I highly suggest that for kids of all ages. Good. And I also got to see a little movie called uh, Dragon Ball Super Bowl. Broly. Really? Yes. I was unaware it was even still showing until uh, I happened to be looking one night. It's actually a very good movie. It's a, it's one of the longer Dragon Ball movies. Yeah. At two hours. Oh, okay. And the first hour, sorry, first half hour is pretty much canonizing every pre-event that was technically canon, but not really canon. That's hard to get into. <laughs> but essentially, it was everything before the planet Vegeta got blew up. Ah. The second was the actual setup to how, from you know the modern day setups, like okay, here's where we left from the end of Super to this episode. It's that kind of setup, and then the last hour is one long fight scene. Oh, okay. one long epic, awesome, amazing fight scene nice. that people who don't like shonen anime probably don't like. But hey, I I was having a good time. <laughs> So I do highly suggest that also. And uh, one thing I have watched since uh, our first try recording this, uh, I was watching this right before I came over here, actually. It's a little show called Zombieland Saga. It is an anime where uh, this young girl is on her way to school one morning, gets run over by a truck, wakes up ten years later as a zombie, and is told that she was woken up to, uh, to to save this little town called Saga, and to do so she must become a idol, which is a Japanese music star, essentially a pop star, pretty much. And that's how it began. Okay, I had so much fun in the two episodes I watched. Wow. I will definitely be finishing the show. Uh, I don't. It is only rated TV fourteen, but I don't know if it's really for kids. Okay. It's more for adults who prefer a little bit cleaner comedy. I got you. But it is kind of a goofy comedy, so keep bear that in mind. Okay, so was it subbed or dubbed? It was subtitled, unfortunately. Oh, I did not, okay. It was on Crunchyrolls where I watched it. Okay. I don't know if a dub exists, but I highly doubt it considering uh, current ways things are made. Gotcha. But that's what I watched. Okay. So going into news... Mm-hmm. There's recently been a new trailer drop for the new Mobile Suit Gundam NT Negative. We'll be showing one-time theater events. I will not be making it, unfortunately. Oh. Ah, yeah, I thought that'd be very interesting. Very interesting because we just talked about another, another, you know, mm-hmm. basically the follow-up to this movie. Or no, that isn't sequel. The yeah, sequel. There we go. <laughs> 
So it is in the same universe as Unicorn? Yes, it's in the same okay. universe because you actually do see the Unicorn. <laughs> oh, well then there you go. So it is a sequel to it. So apparently apparently everybody's wall crawl, paper wall crawler has won quite a few awards. Yes. In the past couple of weeks. So apparently uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse won the best animated film at the uh, most at the recent British Academy of Film and Television Arts award show or mm-hmm. BAFTA and didn't you say it also won a couple of Annie Awards yes it did it actually won seven actually nice seven awards this is insane for mm-hmm. an animated movie feature what have you yes that's almost uncanny it's like going back to the 90s with you know Disney yes speaking of that if uh, Spider-Man ends up uh, uh, winning the best animated film it will be the first non-Disney production since 2012's Rango to actually uh, get it according to the article I read although I think they've got to be including Pixar in that figuring yeah probably which, but still Disney is still technically winning because Disney owns Marvel which owns Spider-Man so. yeah but the, technically this is <laughs> it's Sony. A Sony deal so it's Sony so it's a well, it's a partial win for Marvel Disney still wins let's still, get yeah, right down to it yeah if you pull down <laughs> to Disney, Disney Disney's got like, three movies into this here not just two so, um, it's just the only impartial rights to the Spider-Man one. Okay, so another piece of news. Mm-hmm. Apparently, according to Newsarama.com, mm-hmm. apparently Netflix and Nickelodeon have made a deal to where they will make a movie based on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I hope it's of good quality. I hope so too. I've, I've read I've read two different varying sources saying be like. It's not going to be related to Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I have not seen an episode of. Or it's going to be related to. So we mm-hmm. really don't know yet. All, all we know is that Netflix and Nickelodeon have reached a deal to make a movie on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping for the best. Yes. Aren't we all? We all yeah. want a good movie. Oh, yeah. That's all the news I think we've got, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. So I guess we now should move into our review of Tangled. Yes, I believe we should. I could get used to a view like this. Yep, I'm used to it. Guys, I want a castle. Ah, the kingdom. It is beautiful. Clapping, dancing, general merrymaking. Not a care in the world. At least for most folks. See that handsome fellow running for his life? That is me. They just can't get my nose right. And that tower? Well, in that tower, there lived a girl who was just waiting for her life to begin. We really hit it off. How you doing? Gentleman that I am, I decided to help her. I'm prepared to offer you a deal. She could not resist me. I didn't want to have to do this, but you leave me no choice. Here comes the smolder. You coming, Blondie? And before we knew it, we began to uncover some secrets. I have to know what they are. I mean, this is serious stuff that just might turn this kingdom upside down. Flynn? Rider! Run! Head down. Head down. Arms in. Arms in. Knees apart. Knees apart. Knees apart. Huh? Ah! 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 
brought you here? Fate, destiny... A horse. Garçon, your finest table, please. Who's that? They don't like me. Who's that? Let's just assume for the moment that everyone in here doesn't like me. This is kind of an off day for me. This doesn't normally happen. Go. Live your dream. I will. Your dream stinks. I was talking to her. Alright. So I think it's time we start getting into her movie and see if we can untangle this mess. Oh, the puns are rich tonight. Oh, yes it is. <laughs> so yeah, our movie this week is Tangled. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the fiftieth animated uh, feature film by the Walt by Walt Disney Animation Studios. Yes, which if you didn't know that before you hit you uh, started the movie, you would know during the production card is I think this is the first time they used the Steamboat Willie produ- uh, logo at the beginning. Yes, of the movie. it is. It is, and they of course put special with this one with showing that it was the fiftieth. Yes. So let's talk about a little bit of the cast and crew of this movie. Right. So, uh, in the role of Rapunzel, you got Mandy Moore. Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, you got Zachary Levi as Flynn Rider. Yeah. Which is going to be... Who's playing Shazam. Playing Shazam, the so, new DC movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donna Murphy as Mother Gothel. Uh-huh. Hellboy as Stabbington Brother. <laughs> sorry, be, that's Ron Perlman. Well, yes. But I'm sorry. I, I see that name, I go, Hellboy! Boy, yes! <laughs> And uh, the only yeah, there's the only other couple good big names I'm seeing is uh, Jeffrey Tambor as a thug, mm-hmm. Brad Garrett as a thug. He's hand he's hand hook hand hook hand thug. Yes, he's the piano man. Yeah, he's the piano man. Play uh, us the song, your piano man. Play us the song, you're the piano man. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, and then, of course, you've got Byron Howard's um, cameo as a thug because he was also the director. Mm-hmm. And Nathan Gert, yeah, that's the director. That's the other director. Nathan, oh Nathan Greeno. Yeah, was... Nathan Greeno is yeah. the other director. So let's talk about our directors. Yes, but let's. Yeah. So Brian Howard, one of our directors. Uh, he's also known as a art director, art director, and actor. I don't mm-hmm. know what he's directed in, but for the movies I do know he has directed. He directed Zootopia, mm-hmm. Tangle, obviously. Yes, Bolt. Which is an amazing movie. Uh, he was the animation director for Big Brother. Ba- B- mean Brother Bear? Brother Bear. Brother Bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, he directed Tangled Ever After, the short, which is an amazing little short. We'll have to get to that at some point. Yeah. He also wrote a lot of these. Yes, he did. Oh, he directed Super Rhino. I forgot about that. That is awesome. <laughs> Super Rhino is a, uh, it's a short with Bolt. Which is an amazing oh, okay. little short. It's incredible. Okay. Uh, he was also the director for Chicken Little. He direct. He was the director on Lilo and Stitch. Good movie. Yes, that's going to be on our list. Arr, he's done a lot. Be like he's you know he was in production. He was part he, of he, he was, It appears he was very productive in Walt Disney Animation Studios uh, for a, for a long period yeah. of time. Yeah, I noticed he was on a lot of miscellaneous crews. 
Yeah, he he was anime director, animation director for Chicken Little, Brother Bear, Lilo and Stitch, John Henry, Mulan, Pocahontas, and he's, you know, a plethora of Disney stuff. Yes. Nathan Greeno directed uh, Tangled Ever After Tangled and Super Rhino. Mm-hmm. That's all he's directed, but he has been an actor, or at least a voice actor, in... Uh, Prep and Landing, mm-hmm. Bolt, and Meet the Robinsons. He played left. Ah, okay. I still need to watch that film. It was a, uh, and he was in Miscellaneous. He's, he's in a lot of, he's not really have that much. A lot of it's seems to be like most of his writing stuff is also what he directed. Yeah. Those are all the same. Uh, yeah. And he's just been helpful with other Disney properties. Yeah. He was a, so, he was part of the art department in Frozen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's, both these directors have been very involved in Disney yes. over, the, over the years. Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Not quite John Lasseter levels. But no, not John Lasseter. Oh, John Lasseter. <laughs> yeah, we'll not get into that. Yeah, let, let's not you know, step into that big pile of worms. <laughs> yes. Although, I will only say this for John Lasseter. Without him, I don't think Disney would be where it is right this minute. Oh, I agree. So, let's or Pixar. <laughs> yes, that too. All right, so, it was, so apparently it was written by Dan Vogelman wrote the screenplay based, based after, on the Brothers Grimm's tale of Rapunzel. Yes. Which, if you any, anything know about Which the original... I did not know their, the Brothers Grimm's names were Jacob and Wilhelm. Yeah. So, you and the guy who screams in all the movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, so, if you know anything about the Grimm's story t- fairy tales, they're very dark. They're like, very, very dark. dark. So it's not surprising that Disney lightened this up like they did with yeah. uh, uh, Cinderella and Snow White. Yeah, and Snow what White. What else did they do? Yeah, Snow White. They did Snow White. They did a quite a bit different. Yeah, but at the same time, some of those Grimm's fairy tales were not even originated by the brothers Grimm. They actually adapted it from even older stories. Oh yes. So. There's some really dark stuff in there when you go back far enough. Oh, yeah. So, so let's get into a little background yes. into what Tangled is. The uh, idea of making a film based on Rapunzel apparently started back as early as 1996. Wow. It was pitched to then-Disney CEO Michael Eisner, who yeah. approved it, and they got a script written. Okay. They got pretty far along. It was going to be, and eventually it was just decided it wasn't going to fit what they were doing at the moment. Yeah. Apparently, according to uh, the guy who uh, was writing it, uh, Glenn Keane, or he was the supervising animator. Well, technically he was the director at first. Yes, he was the director. And uh, apparently from what he said, that original script would have been like Shrek, but Ooh. with Rapunzel. Ooh. So it's that kind of comedy, that kind of, yeah, not really Disney, more like what we think of now as DreamWorks. Yeah. But uh, that's wh- how that originally started off. Yeah, and I think you can still find remnants of that when you go to the the end credits, the end credits of the scene where you see all the, like, the uh, like the monkey and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was part of the original script. And so you had... Well, then you got the little old man that, uh, dressed as Cupid hanging from the balloons. Yeah. I think that comes from that, too. Yeah, I think so. That's some, some of that kind of, you know, still... That particular version of that film was announced in 2003 as Rapunzel Unbraided. Yeah. Wow. And it apparently was entirely different from the movie we got. Oh, uh, okay. Like usual. Yeah. Because everything always starts off different than how it comes out. Yeah. So, uh, it was put on hold for a bit until, uh... 
It was in development for a very long yeah, it was, it was in, time. It was in what they called development hell yes. for a bit. Eventually, they uh, rewrote the script to what we know to what we now know, where they tried to uh, have it be more of based on Rapunzel and the character we now know as Ryder. Yeah, uh, to be the main characters. Yeah, be more of an adventure story than a princess story. Yeah, true. I think it was somewhere around the time that Glenn Keane dropped out due to having a heart attack. Yes, and so he eventually came back as the uh, character supervisor. Mm-hmm. So one of the interesting things I found when I was reading this, re- reading yeah. up on this, yeah, was that there was apparently a controversy with the name Tangled. Okay, apparently people thought you shouldn't rename a movie, you shouldn't rename a story about Rapunzel and call give it a different name like Tangled because that would be like calling uh, uh, the Little Mermaid uh, drowned or something like that. Yeah. Honestly, I kind of go with what the director, I can't remember which director it was, that said why they changed, chose the name. I think yeah. it's the same director who did Bolt, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Howard. Yeah, Byron Howard. He said, you couldn't have called Toy Story Buzz Lightyear and it make any sense. Yeah. And I kind of like that idea, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, kind of like like you said in our, our previous Scratch recording, yes. that it, it would be like... It'd be like calling Lion King Scar. I think I brought that one up in Frozen, actually, because I was talking about how it was seemed to be more named after the villain. I think you're right. I think you're right in that But one. it's the same deal. Yeah, it's the same deal. Naming a movie after a character works sometimes. Yes. But in this sense, I think this fits more. The thing people were complaining about uh, more with changing the name, or the reason they changed the name, yeah. I should say, was because uh, previous their, their previous movie to this, The Princess and the Frog, uh-huh. uh, it did not do as well in theaters. Yeah, and there was some belief or some theory going around that a part of the reason that was was because of the word "princess" in the title drove the boys away from yeah. wanting to watch the movie because it was a princess movie, and they wanted to get more. They wanted to choose a more gender neutral name in order to get the guys want to come see the show too right that's why the trailers when you watch them are just as much promoting flynn rider's character as they are rapunzel's yes i completely agree so i guess we should talk about rapunzel then at least yeah you know give it a little more detail into the movie that yes it was finally released on november november 24 2010 mm-hmm. how did you first see this movie oh i had i was part of a college group in our in the church we attend, mm-hmm. that uh, one of the members who was having a birthday, and she was you know blonde hair and a whole bit, and her mother was like, "Oh, this that sounds like, yeah, <laughs> sounds like a perfect idea. Let's let's go watch Tangle." Mm-hmm. And for me, someone who had not seen a, I think the last Disney film I had watched at that point was probably Bolt, which is kind of ironic. Yes, kind of alright with the same director. And so I go in and watch this movie, you know, with these two other people. I am blown away it's like oh my gosh they're like this be like this is beautiful absolutely mm-hmm. gorgeous great story amazing and be frank it's probably one of my favorite disney films I, I concur with that the first time i saw it i'll admit i when it was in theaters i was in that weird belief that uh i wasn't gonna go watch a disney movie right so i missed pretty much I think the last Disney movie I saw before this was Meet the Robinsons. Oh. And ironically, I came back 
into watching Disney with Frozen, which is a weird choice for me, to be <laughs> honest. But uh, I didn't see this until a couple years later yeah. when I was on Netflix looking for something to watch after a long day at work. And Tangled was on there due to it being on there because of Stars. Yeah. Remember when Star, a lot of Disney stuff was on Netflix because of Star's uh, network. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was the first time I watched it was at like 11 o'clock at night in my own room in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> watching it through Netflix. And I remember going, I love this movie. I don't know how I missed this. I'm going to have to go watch more Disney movies and then I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> But I did see Frozen technically before this. So. Oh, okay. And I'd been told many times that Tangled was the better movie of mm-hmm. the two, which I agree with now looking back on it. But I was a little iffy because, well, not all the movies in that in the era preceding it were doing as good. Oh, yeah. Completely agree. So that's how I got into it. Okay. So let's talk about the movie a little bit. Yes. I'm convinced Rapunzel's hair is prehensile. Prehensile. Well, here's the thing. The hair itself is all over the place. Yeah. There's never has its own length. In fact, one of the things I read was they intentionally never specified how long the hair was supposed to be. It would grow and shrink depending on what was needed for the scene. Yeah. Because technically it was 70 feet, but... But let's face it, there's... I don't care how well you braid somebody's hair. <laughs> You're not going to get 70 feet of hair to braid down to six foot. <laughs> Yeah, and the stuff she was able to do with and she's hair. not even six foot tall. I'm, no, I'm she's not, sh- not. But still, either she has to have a very strong scalp, or she has. Oh, a, she's got strong roots. That's the only yeah, way that works. Exactly, she's strong that roots, has, and that still has to hurt. She has to all be, that. All, all that. The, the two people we mainly see besides her get used by the hair. Get used by the hair. That's a horrible way to put that. <laughs> That deal with the hair. Yeah, long, with, beautiful hair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are her and Mother Gothel and yes. uh, Flynn. Yes. Of the three, I think technically Flynn is the heaviest. That's still got to be killer on her hair. Yeah. And, That's and, a good 150 pounds. And the thing she had, when Mother Gothel first shows up, we'll like when she's 18 years old, is like, you know, Rapunzel, let down your hair. And she pulls her up and be like, how do you do this every day? It must be exhausting. She's been doing this for years. Yeah. So she has so no she's been... got definitely some muscles or calluses or something up under there. Yeah. And somehow none of that hair has come out yeah. in 18 years. years. Except for the one that was cut when she was a baby, of course. Yeah. How does that work? <laughs> Titanium roots? Must be. I mean, that, that sunlight that causes her hair to glow must make those roots really strong. <laughs> Talk about some serious vitamin D. <laughs> so, uh, what, what I meant earlier by her having prehensile hair is in that very first scene where we see her using her hair mm-hmm. to catch Pascal. Yes. There is no way she was able to grab Pascal with her hair without actually using her hand to do it unless she could move the end of her hair. Yeah. Which we don't see throughout the rest of the film, but at the same time, it's like, that's, that was just the first thing. It's like, oh, she's got magic hair, so magic that she can move it without touching it. Yeah. Except she never does that ever again. Well, she does, because there's there's so many points where, like, she'll toss it over, like, yeah, toss it over this, that's... or toss it over this. You can't do that with hair. <laughs> well, you don't know what the properties of hair that long are. That yeah, can, that's true. That you can 
bundle up and then somehow throw over a limb and then use it as a uh, claw shot. <laughs> to use a Zelda term, claw shot. <laughs> I broke, it's a I, grapple. Yes, yeah, a grapple, grappling hook. Why could I not think of the word grappling hook? I'm a fan of Gravity Falls and I can't think of the word grappling hook. <laughs> Which is a show I need to watch. Yes, and you will eventually. One way or another. You will watch this show. So, uh, I guess we should actually talk about Rapunzel herself. Yeah, let, let's, uh, let's talk about her character. Yeah. Uh, so, with Rapunzel herself, the first thing that brought attention to me is that she's an artist. Yes. She's an artist. Be like, you, you go into her tower, which she's all, this is the only place she's ever known for 18 years, yes. is covered wall to ceil- floor to ceiling with art all over the place. Mm-hmm. Be she's like, very good at it. Too. She's very good at it. I mean, we're. Kind of hard to say that, knowing that a professional artist actually drew the stuff. But yeah, <laughs> but the the fact that I think if we were to you know you know say if we were Rapunzel's shoes, I guarantee we would get the worst tongue lashing in our planet, uh, the world, if we decided to draw on the walls. <laughs> well, I think for to some degree in this instance, yes. That was one of the few freedoms Mother Gothel gave Yeah, I, her. I agree. I think to some degree she realized uh, Rapunzel needed something to keep her entertained in the long periods that she was being left alone in that tower. Yes. What I find interesting is that there was never at any point, or at least there's no evidence of any point, of her having to repaint over her artwork yeah. to get more canvas. Because that last thing where she paints the... The lanterns? Yeah. That appears to be the last empty spot on the wall. Yeah. In the entire tower. The only thing she hasn't really done is the floor. And I think there's stuff on the floor besides what Mother Gothel draws down there. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first thing first yeah. thing that came to mind is like how abundantly is she is like an artist. Mm-hmm. What I find interesting, at least what I noticed, is that the entire time she seems to embody the nature of what we think of as a princess. Yeah. Especially of a Disney princess. Yes. Despite the fact she doesn't know she is one. Yeah. Uh, she's able to get pretty much everyone on her side, including the most dirty, evil people who walk the planet. Yeah. To be her friends. Yeah. And to allow her to escape when she's going to get captured by Captain of the Guard. Which... If she... That would have made that movie go a lot faster. <laughs> yeah. If she'd have got caught there. But then Flynn would not have had the scene he needed. Yeah. But... And she and she has a uh, an animal companion. Yes, Pascal. Pascal. Uh, she's got... She can apparently talk to animals. Yes. Although the only... Besides Pascal, the only other one we actually see her talk to is Maximus. And it's very obvious Maximus is an intelligent animal. Yeah, because I think Flynn pretty much communicates with him. Also, yeah, he's more of a he's more of a sentient. He's, he's a being. sentient horse. Yes, I almost said sentient mare. That would not have worked because he's not a mare. <laughs> he's a stallion. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm offended by that. And what? Okay, Sven. Uh, <laughs> and the but the interesting thing is. Bringing it back to her being an artist. Yeah. She apparently does at least have some memories mm-hmm. of the very short time she was in the palace. Yes. Because somehow in all her artwork, she painted the little symbol of the kingdom of Corona. Yes. Everywhere, to the point where when she re- 
since she finally puts two and two together. Yeah, that re- that realization. That, yeah, in that scene, she realizes she's the lost princess. Yes. And immediately she goes from being the happy-go-lucky princess we've seen the entire movie yeah. to actually holding herself like a princess. Yeah. She actually goes from the uh, Cinderella-type princess to the Princess Aurora-type princess in one scene. And yes. you, can wa- you can see her change yeah, like that. Yeah, you watch her progression from that, yeah, like you said. Yeah. It, like It's fantastic because there's those two scenes in that film where the animators, when it comes to Rapunzel, just did it just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Where you have the one scene where Mother Gothel returns to the tower and they go into, be like, go into the lights again and be like, I hope we're not going to get into this again. In the scene where Mother Gothel proclaims that you are never leaving this tower ever. Mm-hmm. In that one instant where it's Rapunzel reacts, mm-hmm. it's all facial movements and everything. It's no, it's not vocal or anything, but it's more that Rapunzel, she's in shock. It's oh my gosh, they're like this is what this is. This is what this, this is not what I thought we were doing. Yeah, this is what's actually happening. Yes, and so she look, she looks, and she looks at the cupboard, knowing that Flynn's there. Looks she the, just stuffed him in there. Yeah, we should just stuffed him in there. We'll get back to how terrible shape Flat Flynn Rider should be in. Yes. And then she looks up to their painting of the, the floating lights, the lanterns, and then looks back, looks down at the... And then she kind of composes herself. Mm-hmm. And then she makes the excuse and be like, oh, I know what, my, what I want for my birthday now, which to get Mother Gothel out of the house. <laughs> for three days. For three the, days. That is the idea. That is the idea. Yes. Not a bad idea. No, it's not a bad idea at all. The problem is, it doesn't work that way. No. Thanks, Maximus. Somehow this all ends up being his fault. We talked last movie about how the entire movie was Anna's fault. Anna. Anna, whatever. You know that's going to be a meme in this show, is me saying Anna's name wrong. Yeah, Anna. Anna, Anna. But this movie is completely Maximus's fault. And he's admittedly not the one who caused the princess... The queen to get sick. Yeah. He's not the one that caused uh, Rapunzel to get kidnapped. But every other problem is his. Yeah. It's his fault. Because he, and he's just trying to be to be a good... Uh, a soldier. He's, soldier. Trying, he's, he's trying to be a good soldier's horse. Yes. But, uh... Which leads to him and Ryder falling off the cliff. Yes. Which leads Ryder to, you know, getting into the, finding the tower. So, yeah, let, let's talk about Maximus. Yeah, let's we talk. kind of transition to that. I love how they humanized the character. Yeah. I think my favorite scene is in his introduction scene, mm-hmm. where you got the captain and his two officers are on top of their horses, and captain gives out his orders to the, to the other two soldiers. The camera shifts down. Maximus does the exact same thing. thing. It's like, oh, these are the guys we're following, <laughs> not the people on the horse. Yeah, we're following the horses. And they are just as much worried about getting this guy also. So, and then, of course, and then Maximus ends up chasing Flynn. Yeah. All over all the place. All over the place. Mm-hmm. Especially to right before, uh, Flynn gets to the, the, the cave. In he, which, as their hilarity pursues. Yes. And they're on that tree and he's trying to get him and thump, stomping thump, on thump, his thump, thump, And thump. of course you're watching going, that tree is rotting. <laughs> how is it holding you up now? Much less, how is it going to continue holding up when you've got a, I don't know how heavy a horse is in terms of weight. Yeah. But it's not light. 
Oh yeah. And you're stomping on the tree. How much longer? How much? How worth it is this guy? I know you're trying to get the crown back, but you it, can pick him up. You can pick it up after when you find his body down at the bottom of the cliff. <laughs> you can wait a minute. Yeah, and how durable are these characters? They both well, plummet, and they... This bo- movie is a bit more cartoony. Yeah, oh than, yeah, I agree. Than realistic. Yes, oh, I agree. Which I like. Yes. It just makes it even funnier. Yes. They go tumbling down the cliff, and he literally... Like, Maximus is a horse dog. Pretty much. He uh, sniffs like a bloodhound. Uh-huh. When he's petted when he's petted behind the ears, you see his little tail oh. do that little wagging <laughs> thing, just like a dog's. Uh-huh. And he likes apples. Although, I don't know if... Dogs like apples. Dogs like treats. Whatever. It's a treat. That's all it is. That's what the apple is. So yeah, he's very much a dog in horse's clothing. Yes. He's a good boy. Yes. So Who can apparently move people out of his way with his hose just like that. Yes. <laughs> so speaking of animals, why don't we talk about Pascal? Ah, yes. The best friend a, a, a young girl can have when she's stuck in a tower. Yes. He might be my favorite of the Disney princess... Animal sidekicks. Yeah. Especially the scene when, uh, after she's got Flynn Rider tied to the chair, and Pascal is on the edge of her frying pan that she's holding out towards him, trying to hold him at bay like it's a, like the frying pan's a gun. <laughs> and Pascal's looking at he's staring deep into his eyes. He looks back at Rapunzel, does that little, uh, move to, so she knows to move it back. And he turns back and does the little points at his eyes, points at Flynn back forth as she slowly moves <laughs> and he growls. Right back. He's like, okay, I guess I love this. Mm-hmm. And we talked about on last time how he doesn't use his chameleon powers that much. No. He, he, in terms of hiding, he only uses it in that way one time, which is at the very beginning of the movie. The rest of the time he only does it for emotions, it seems. Yeah, well, there's there's obviously the one where he blends in with the flower pot. Yeah, and the one where he he blends in with the he, he does blend in with the star the sorry the, the lantern painting. Yes, he does at the, near the beginning. Yeah, that's what the that's what the only time he actually uses his his quote unquote chameleon powers for yeah for camouflage. The rest of the time he is showing uh, emotion with emotion or being funny. <laughs> right. Uh. Yeah. Definitely. He's he is one of the more fun ones we've had. Yes, he is. Anyways, so from there, since we have talked about Flynn Rider, let's talk about the man who should be dead. Yes, long before he actually gets stabbed. <laughs> yeah, way too many frying pans to the head. Yes, how he is still walking after the scene where she stuffs him into the cabinet. Yes. At the beginning. Oh, good like, night. How are you still living? Broken. Especially after your smolder is broken. <laughs> Let's see. His hands should be broken. He should yes. have so many concussions. He's probably lying in a hospital bed drooling into should a pan. Be. He's a vegetable at this yeah, point. Yeah, he's or at least a vegetable. He should be. He, yeah, but he's still walking and talking and trying to be suave and debonair and failing miserably. Really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he is the biggest dork. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, I think we've seen in any Disney movie, although I'm sure I'm not thinking of something. Yeah, he's he's very much the he's the he's the biggest leading man dork. Yeah, I agree, and also he's the he's more of a reverse prince. Yes, because he's a thief and he's not a prince. So not till he marries Rapunzel at the end of the movie. Technically, they don't get married at the very end of the movie. He does say they got married. Okay, never mind. <laughs> the last bit, last thing says uh, specifically says uh, someone asks someone to marry them. And I finally said said yes. yes. (laughs) 
Eugene. So, te- so technically, yes, he was married by the end of the movie, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, right before uh, Anna and Elsa's parents got killed in the sor- in, a, in a in a boat crash. <laughs> I'm still claiming that's what happened. Yeah, but um, and then of course they would go on to do their cameo in Frozen. He is one of the most fun characters I think yeah. I've seen in a while. Yeah. I love there at the very beginning when he's stealing the crown and he reenacts the scene from Mission Impossible. Oh, yes. And he almost gets away with it. He almost. Till the guard sneezes and he says, allergies? Mm-hmm. Hey, not say hay fever. I don't remember which. Hey, fever. But it's the same difference. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. Hey, what? <laughs> Wait. And he's up there. Like, Of course, now he's being chased all over the countryside by the world's greatest blood ha- bloodhound horse. Blood horse? No, blood horse doesn't sound good. No, blood horse doesn't sound good. Um, he, he's such a, he's a character that's like, I want Especially the end, when you feel bad that he's been caught mm-hmm. by um, through Mother Gothel's machinations, mm-hmm. he's almost forced to betray Rapunzel. You kind of want to kick him in the butt for not for going to that part of the shore. He should have known not to go there. He sh- yeah. they should have gone back to. Uh, the other shore but in in the castle. Yeah, he 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 should have stayed with Rapunzel. Because but... I know is a reason the entire movie takes forever and a day for her to realize who she is. Yeah, how quickly did Flynn catch on? Is my question. Yeah, it doesn't show. Yeah. It seems like oh, I've got to go save Rapunzel. She's the princess. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to have seen the the writing on the wall, well, the, the the whole thing where uh, with the the mural. He's got to have seen that mural. I thought, blonde hair, blue eyes, been missing for 13, for 18 years, and her birthday is the same day the princess's birthday was when they put, when they put the lanterns out in the sky. How many more numbers do you need to put together to come up with this answer? Well, I, I think in Ryder's defense, he was... A little too smitten by Rapunzel at that point to even care about this. Maybe so. I mean, at the beginning, he's just trying to get rid of her so he can get his he can get his satchel back. He can get his satchel back and go on about his business. Yeah. And you're right. By the end, I think he's already given up on his dream and is wanting to be with Rapunzel. Yeah. And he doesn't know what that means for the minute he tells her his real name. Yeah. Is Eugene Fitzherbert. Mm-hmm. Such a horrible middle name. Yeah. But all that leaves is Mother Gothel. Yeah. Characters. The most evil pre- uh, uh, Disney villain I think there is. Yes, she I is. I think I might say this every week. <laughs> or at least I have so far. Uh, I mean, she's the only one that admits that she's the bad guy in the course of the movie. She says it twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I'm the bad, the bad guy. guy. And I'll say, yes, she is the bad guy because she, you, she's, and the reason I say she's the most evil is because she raised Rapunzel. Yeah. She is her mother for all intents and purposes. Yes. And she used every single one of Rapunzel's weaknesses against her to yes. get her way. Yeah. And basically use Rapunzel as a tool. Yes. For her own gain. But I have a couple problems with Mother Gothel's plan. Okay. As a villain. First off, we know that she's not a witch. Yeah. Even though I kind of thought until this last viewing she was. Because in my mind, the whole song that she had to sing was a spell. Yeah. But she's not. She's just an old woman. Yeah. Essentially. A very old woman. Who somehow 
was able to come across a flower that grew from a drop of sunlight. Yes. That And she immediately recognized that, oh, I can use this to heal and to keep myself young. Well, her first mistake is hiding this flower under a basket that can be easily turned over. Yes. Okay, first of all, you've got a tower. Admittedly, we don't know when the tower was built. We don't know if she found that tower after she kidnapped Rapunzel or yeah. not. But obviously, she's got to have a place to live. Probably it is the tower, Probably. I'm guessing. Yeah. Transplant the flower. Yeah. Because nobody was able to find that tower until writer happened upon it 18 yeah. years later. And the flower was set on a cliffside. That could be seen from, from the everywhere. Castle. And you're going to cover it with a basket? I mean... It was a good idea until she knocked it over and forgot to put it back. Yeah. I mean, it, it does sound like she didn't learn the lesson from the old, uh, uh, the, the old nursery rhyme, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, I'm not going to hide it under a basket. <laughs> I don't remember the whole thing, but that's what went through my mind. Yeah. Um, so that's problem one. Problem two, she's smart enough to know that the, the guards found the flower. She knows what kingdom found where the guards belong to, because we don't really know how many other kingdoms are in that little area. Yeah. She follows them there. They have the, they make up the potion, sees that the mother drinks it. There's time for the baby to be born and to get to a point where she's not ugly looking, <laughs> as babies do seem to be doing in their early years. And she doesn't know that if she cuts the baby's hair that it will destroy the magic in that part of the hair. What was she going to do? Come back to the castle every yay for years? <laughs> yeah, I don't think she's going to be invited and, back. <laughs> and also, how on earth... Did she not wake up Rapunzel's parents that were in the, asleep in the same room when she started singing that song? Yeah. I guess it was more like Rapunzel's cry woke them. Yeah. but They were sound sleepers until they, they heard the child cry. Which I admittedly that would wake them up. And perhaps Mother Gothel was singing very softly. But no. I'm sorry. That would have. <laughs> your baby's in the room. You probably just got her to sleep. You're not asleep yet. Yeah. And you hear and this, you, and you also say, "Flower gleaming or whatever, gleaming glow. Gleam glow." Why did I say gloom? <laughs> it's like somebody's singing. There's no radios in this time period. <laughs> There's where we are hundreds. We we are at least a mile above the city <laughs> in terms of. Height. It's like wait. There's no. There should be no sound up here, and they're singing. Who's stealing the baby? <laughs> Get her. Show <laughs> check that. That would be my thought. But that's not what happens. Yeah. And then you do have the other problem. So she kidnaps Rapunzel to hide her away in this tower. And you yeah. can tell her plan at this point yeah. is to keep Rapunzel safe enough that she can continue to use this magic. Yeah, to use her hair. What's going to happen when Rapunzel gets old and dies of old age? That's a very good question. My, th- my, ri- my original thought was that she would she would kidnap some... Some guy get Rapunzel pregnant and produce produce a child, but... There's a problem with that. Yeah. The fact is, if she kidnaps a guy old enough for Rapunzel to have relations with... Yeah. That person's going to be telling her of the outside world, which is going to get her out of there. It's going to plant an idea in her mind to leave there. Yeah. So, that doesn't work. And plus, how do you know... That the magic hair thing is a hereditary trait. Yeah. You don't know. You have no proof of that. 
Yeah, it can be like... Because the, it can be easily... The magic can easily go away by the cutting of the hair. Yeah. Now, obviously, she's got some residual power right after all her hair is cut at the end. Because she's able to fully heal Ryder. Yeah. But that's kind of like the last of it. I mean, she at best, Mother Gothel's got maybe 80 years left before Rapunzel's going to die of old age. At some point, Rapunzel's going to put two and two, two together, together and realize... If the events of the story old, I'm older looking than my mother. How is this? <laughs> and then, can Rapunzel use that power on herself? That's not actually shown. I'm curious of that part. It kind of makes sense she could. Yeah. It's not shown. But anyway, that's that's my that, that's the problem I have with her plan, is it's only going to buy Mother Gothel at most 80 years. Yeah, and kind of going into the fact of how Mother Gothel dies... When the hair is cut, she instantly, she instantly dies. Yeah, like, she she doesn't instantly she, she, die. You're correct. She grows old very quickly. Yeah, she rapidly and disintegrates. Ages. One of my thoughts was like every time that scene comes up, be like you always see Pascal be like as Mother Gothel is like just rambling, writhing. Mm-hmm. Be like you see Pascal look up and he grabs the hair, the 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 last of the hair, the last of the hair pulls it pulls it tight. And she goes tumbling off of it into the. Yeah, it's it's that scene where the the villain gets their just dessert. I do want to talk about in terms of animation. Okay, now that we've gone through all the characters. Okay, I absolutely love the lantern scene. When oh, out absolutely! The it is so beautiful mm-hmm. watching those lanterns come over. Oh yeah, it's just the yeah. I completely agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think it was a point you brought up last time with how during the lantern scene and Flynn Rider. Yeah, the the point where. They, I see the light. There we go. It's where Rapunzel catches, you know, she she scoops up the, the lantern and tosses it back up mm-hmm. on the lake. Which, ironically, is the lantern the king and queen let loose. Yeah, it's it's the, it's her it's her lantern. It's her lantern, and it came to her. her. Ironic? I don't think so. <laughs> no, I'm sure that's not symbolic in the slightest. Uh, I also love most of the lighting in this movie. Uh... The sunset it is one of the most beautiful Disney movies I think we've seen in a while. Yeah. Um, I know when we talked on the, the robot episode uh, <laughs> on this movie, the robot version, uh, you had a problem with the uh, skin tones in the Snuggly Duckling. Yes. Uh, I, I don't have a problem with it, and here's why. Okay. Throughout the rest of the movie, with the exception of... Uh, the scene at the end where they're in the t- at the top of the tower. The rest of this movie is very bright. Yes. And so, and very cheerful. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of light mm-hmm. everywhere. In the Snuggly Dunkling, it is intentionally designed to look dark, sinister, and like this is not the spot you want to be found on on a dark night. Understood. So because there's so little light in there... There's not a lot of light to reflect off of things, and so that's why a lot of the skin tones don't look exactly right. Okay. Because you'll know when those characters show back up elsewhere in the movie, in the more cheerful scenes, they do look better. Yeah, oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah, the 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 animation in this film is top-notch. Mm-hmm. Top-notch. Uh, some might say, well, it's older. Well, it was 2010. Two thousand for two thousand ten animation, it looks great. Yeah, and two thousand ten was really not that bad in terms of no, 3D animation. it wasn't. In fact, I, we have not seen that much, at least from what I can see, 
that much visual change in uh, the pre-rendered uh, movies yeah. since Monsters University. Yeah. Not been that much visual change. There's stuff that looks better, cause especially when, like, when we talked about Spider-Verse earlier, that... But that's intentionally using a different art style. Yeah. Yeah, because when you wind up talking with a bunch of people about animation that maybe doesn't really appreciate animation, mm-hmm. you find that a lot of people will say, they're like, well, the older animation isn't that good. They're like, hand-drawn animation isn't that good. It's not as good as 3D rendered. When we get to our first 2D movie, we actually talk about cell animation, which our podcast is named after. Uh-huh. Um... We're ha- we'll definitely be able to go over this a little bit more. Yes. But I will say the one advantage that 3D animation has over 2D is the fact that it once you have the scene block, you can shoot it from any angle you desire. If the first angle you come up with doesn't work, mm-hmm. all you got to do is physically is in the software move the camera over. Yes. And you've got better, you got more dynamic lighting. You don't have to, especially nowadays. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can do some stuff that looks better. That's not saying that the cell animation is worse. Yeah. It's different. Uh, yes, I agree. Yeah, you, you can't you can't forsake the past just because everything looks bright and shiny now. Right. And my thought has always been, yes, we have new stuff. Mm-hmm. Use the new stuff while we have it because eventually it's not going to be new anymore. Something will come along and surpass it. Mm-hmm. It's just a different style. You got yeah. lo- to roll with it. I, I can't look at, I can't love 3D and hate 2D mm-hmm. for the same reason I can't love 2D and hate Claymation or love those and hate uh, stop motion. It's just different. It yeah. doesn't make it be- necessarily better or worse. May not be your cup of tea. Yeah. But that's subjective, not objective. Yeah, agree. Anyway. <laughs> well, we've reached the end of another episode, so that means it's time to pick our next episode next movie to review so to remind everyone about where our uh, what not what movies are where on the dice yes number one is anastasia which is yours yes number two batman return of the caped crusaders which is mine hmm. sitting at number three transformers the movie yes which is yours yes uh number four the lego movie which is mine number five how to train your dragon yes and number six, the girl who leapt through time. So let's roll those beautiful dice. Roll the dice, and it's the Lego Movie. movie. <laughs> yes, I can't wait to watch this movie. Yes, indeed. I did actually get just come from watching the sequel, so and that okay. will eventually be on our review list. But we gotta go through the first one first. Excellent. So can't, uh, I can't. I can't wait. I can't wait to review it. Yes. So uh, you want to tell everyone where they can find us on online? All right. Excellent. So, if you're interested in finding us where we're at, we can currently be found... Uh, you can find us on our Facebook page, The Cellcast. Well, it's a Facebook group, actually. Well, Facebook group. Whichever. Well, there is a difference. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. It is a closed group, so all y'all gotta do is just uh, ask to join, and we'll make sure you're not a robot, and then we'll let you in. Yeah. Unlike at the beginning of this, where we were robots. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh... And uh, you can also email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. And so those who are wondering where you can find us in podcast land, just go to your favorite podcast directory. Please rate and review us there. Five stars would be much appreciated. We won't turn it down. No, of course not. And uh, of course you can find me, if you're looking for me on Facebook, I'm under Drew Dodgen. I have nothing else there at the moment. I'm still working on my maybe other project, but we'll see. 
And you can find me at Jacob B. Heron on Facebook. And also you can follow, also find me on Facebook at Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I try to quote unquote try to draw each and every day well i can't speak for your for, for how often but when you do draw it is pretty good well thank you and that's it for us uh, i'm drew this is jacob and we'll see you in the next frame i'll get you next time like zoinks gang let's get out of here Rah, let's get out of here right flower clean and glow let your power shine Make the clock reverse Bring back what once was mine Heal what has been hurt Change the fate's design Save what has been lost Bring back what once was mine What once was mine Next time on The Cellcast. Hello, I'm Emmett. I'm just going to come right out. I have no idea what's going on at all. My fellow master builders, including but not limited to Superman, Wonder Woman, The Mermaid, Green Ninja, 1980-something Space Guy, Michelangelo, Michelangelo, and the 2002 NBA All-Stars. We have learned that Lord Business plans to end the world as we know it. There is yet one hope. The special has arisen. I think I got it, but just in case, tell me the whole thing again. I wasn't listening. everybody i'm here batman awesome could you make one of these in orange i only work in black and sometimes very very dark gray hey pal i I hate to tell you this but uh i don't think you're supposed to be here well i guess i'm gonna have to report you Wait up!